You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Okay, Nancy, we're jumping in. Feet first right now. What is God's view of freedom? Yes, and good morning, everyone. I hope that you all had your fill of excitement with the fireworks and all that good stuff. Um, We certainly did as a family out here. But, you know, I I love this because we have been steeped in the idea this week of of freedom and independence, like you were just talking about, Steve. But I think uh, the underlining freedom, it's not free. And and it comes uh, with sacrifice, some uh, with many lives lost. And even in our own country, and I and I was intrigued to go back and realize that in 1607, the first colony was founded in Jamestown, Virginia. And I know this is just history, but it is fascinating to me. Over time, in a need to stand up against Great Britain, 12 more colonies were established. And the colonists desired complete freedom from Great Britain because they had no boy no vote or voice in government affairs. They wanted their voice to be heard and they were going to die for it if necessary. That's how important freedom was to them. And this ties in so much with God's view of freedom. And, and in those days, they were, they were heavily taxed uh, and eventually, eventually tensions were high and the American Revolutionary War began in 1775. In, in se- uh, July 4th, 1776, uh, as Steve mentioned earlier, uh, the Declaration of Independence was signed. 91 years later, on June 19, 1865, freedom from oppression was made available to all people. On this day, the last enslaved people gained their independence after federal troops arrived in Texas to enforce the decree that all enslaved people be freed. And that is uh, uh, the beautiful and the horrible part of the history of this country. Many died for our freedom. And uh, we know we are far from perfect as a country. But the idea of sacrifice here for freedom, I think, is is something that's worthwhile to look at that from the independence celebration of our independence from, from Britain. But also, what does it mean from the eyes of God, this idea of freedom? A, a truly a, a fascinating thought for today. Well, you know, Nancy, there isn't a greater freedom that we could have than the one that is given to us by the Lord. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, and, and the freedom here that we're talking about is not signed in a document necessarily, but it happens when we put our trust and hope in Christ. And I think being free, as we see historically, but also spiritually, being free to enjoy life and enjoy uh, life in a basic human desire that God implanted to, into our hearts. This idea of wanting to be free comes with being a human being. We want our freedom. 
And sometimes this leads to sin, and other times it leads to being saved. But I think God, and we see it through Scripture, wants us to experience freedom, not through our own efforts, but through Christ in Christ alone. And we see this in Romans 6, 23. But now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. The fruit you get leads to sanctification and in its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. There it is. You know, we we no longer uh, uh, have to be enslaved by our sin, but we become free from sin when we place our trust in Christ. And it cost him dearly. Bloodshed. There we have it. Well, Nancy, talk a little bit more, if you would, about what exactly sets freedom in Christ apart from every other kind of so-called freedom that we think we have. Yes. And, you know, we talk about freedom. We throw that word around a, a lot. But freedom in Christ is the only true form of freedom because it is of God and it goes beyond this life into eternity. Other freedoms are fleeting. Uh, but when we are, uh, realize that freedom in Christ is eternal, it forever we are freed from the bondage of sin. And freedom that the world office, uh, offers is the freedom to go and do whatever brings fleshly pre- a pleasure. And we're hearing this on the news. We're seeing it all the time. Do whatever you want to do. You're free to go and, and if necessarily to kill others for your own pleasure. Um, But nothing, nothing holds them back. And this is the problem. There are no boundaries with freedom when it's not of God. And worldly freedom turns from God's eternal plans for our life to a freedom that is fleeting and has disastrous eternal consequences. And just heard that on the news today. I mean, they there are disastrous consequences. But then, of course, God, who always is there, in Christ alone, we have eternal hope, peace, and lasting love without the boundaries. And I think scripture just pops at us with this, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. We see this in Psalms 16:11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. John 8, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. In John 8, again, 32, we now know the truth, and that truth uh, sets us free as believers. So there you have it, this beautiful picture of the difference of what it means to experience temporal versus uh, eternal freedom. And, and boy, when you when we take a look at this and we, we see it in the scripture, it, it, it just beautiful, this idea that as you played earlier, Steve, no longer are we slaves to fear, but we're free. We're free to be the person God created us to be uh, in Christ when we give our lives to Christ and we follow him. Really, 
amazing well when we take that when we take that eternal perspective it changes everything and you know so much of us see serving others as being in bondage but there is a difference here freedom in christ changes how we see servanthood so tell us a little bit let's unpack how that changes where we find freedom in being servants yes and you know i I think this gets back, if I'm just listening to you right now, it gets back to the idea of the law, of, of having to follow the law. I have to do this and this and this. I have to be careful that I don't sin here and here and here. And it's exhausting. But this freedom in Christ changes how we see servanthood. You know, this whole idea of a person who has experienced true freedom in Christ is honored to live as a servant of God, as serving God primarily in our lives because we realize the sacrifice that he went through. And, and let's keep in mind, God needs nothing. But in, in, the, in the heart of God is the desire for us to be with him in all areas of our life. We were created to have intimate, personal, eternal relationship with our creator and dying to our own desires and choosing to walk with God as we love and serve others for his glory is what serving is all about. It's not earning brownie points. God doesn't give out brownie points. Uh, it's, it's serving because we want to, we understand what Christ did for us. And it's not, you have to do it's, I want to. And the thing is, we can't claim that if, if, if you can't claim that you're serving God, if you are unwilling to help and care for others, this is, is where God's heart is. Um, when we're serving God, we will be loving. We will be caring for others. It's part of that whole process of, of loving God and being grateful with a grateful heart, all that he has done for us. And we choose to serve Christ by giving sacrificially to others. And the thing is, we have been set free from the selfishness of our flesh. And this is one of the freedoms God gave us, to go against the flesh, to have victory over our flesh of serving self, to turn and to serve Christ and do it gratefully and and with joy and that's the thing that's different from the law this brings this is a beautiful thing to think that the savior wants us to serve him and have a relationship with us it's absolutely it's just a beautiful thing and in philippians 2 5 for, for 11 this is kind of tells the whole story have this mind among you yourself which is yours in christ jesus who though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exhausted, uh, exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue confess 
that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, and wow, what an amazing thing. You talked about setting us free. God gave up his place in heaven. Christ took on human form, came to suffer so we could be free. And uh, we see in scripture, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. One of the beautiful things about the freedom of Christ is that we're not bound to the world. We're now children of God. He calls us his child. What, what an amazing thing that, that we could become child of God and, and in Galatians 4. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born a woman under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption of son. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. We are heirs to enjoy the gifts God has given us, to live a life on this earth that is very broken but do it with joy because we are a child of God. We're no longer a slave to fear. We are free. And I, I just think when we think about yesterday, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the Declaration of Independence, as, as wonderful as that is, this is magnificent. The freedom that God has given us, really, it, it's life-changing. Well, that is true, and that is the place where we're going to have to end on. We have bumped up against our time, but this is the freedom that God wants us to enjoy. Yeah. It is being in his presence, and that is something that is so far vastly different than what the world says mm -hmm. for us. Right. What an yeah. incredible truth that we have in that it's our declaration Man. of dependence yeah oh, and there's this is a great such freedom question, in that Kelly. yeah it has been good thank you nancy by the way if you want to get connected with anchors away want to point you in the right direction and i hope you will get connected anchorsaway.org or click on the resources tab at kellyandsteve.org you're listening to mornings with kelly and steve on moody radio from the word to life